action. <laughs> uh, welcome, Pop-Tarts, to Gilmore, a podcast in which two adult women who know way too much about Gilmore Girls talk about each episode one by one. I'm Lindsay. I'm Rachel. And this week we are going to be talking about season one, episode seven, Kiss and Tell. Take a deep breath. It's a Dean-heavy episode. Dean-heavy episode. And honestly, Rachel, I don't know if it was a Freudian slip or just a typo. When you put this in our, like, little project list to uh, talk to edit and talk about and all that stuff, you called it Kill and Tell. Did I really? Yeah, and I edited it. But I was like, I think that might have been a Freudian slip on oh, Rachel's no. on Rachel's behalf. So Yeah, that could, uh, that it's could tell you how I everybody. feel about it. Do you want me to recap the episode? I would love for you to recap okay. the episode. Again, I need to take a nice deep breath because mm-hmm. I have a lot of feelings around this episode. Well, let's get just through the recap okay. and then we'll go through our feelings. Deep breath. We'll unpack so, our feelings in a minute. <laughs> so the gist obviously is Rory goes to the market kind of to see Dean and she gets kissed. And then pretty much the rest of the episode is the fallout, for lack of a better word, from that um, it's not only Lorelai finding out, but it's kind of the whole town reacting because, of course, it's Gilmore Girls and Stars Hollow has lots mm-hmm. of things to say. Lorelai invites Dean over for movie night, mm-hmm. and then it's that whole situation. <laughs> <laughs> for lack of a better word. Um, yeah, so really it's the kiss and then kind of people talking about the kiss. Lorelai doesn't initially find out about the kiss from Rory, so there's a little bit of tension there. And then once she does find out, it's like the night at the Gilmore house watching a movie with Dean. Mm-hmm. So pretty straightforward, but a lot goes on. Mm-hmm. So that's my recap. Do you have anything you feel like Yeah, I, I think <laughs> it's, it's so interesting because there's really two plots to this because I feel like but they're they're so intertwined because like the kiss is a big thing, and then also the movie night at the Gilmore's is a big thing, mm-hmm. and one comes out of the response to the other. But they, I almost always forget that they're the same episode. I'm always like, oh, oh and really? then the next episode, Dean comes over, and then I was like, oh no, that's this episode. But yeah, it's a very Dean heavy episode. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna try to be nice ish. You can have that feeling. Um, but we'll see, everybody. We'll, we'll see, see Pop-Tarts, how, bu- how it goes. Buckle up, Pop-Tarts. Here we go. Because um, I will say, and I'm sure we'll talk about this as we go on, but my feelings probably about this episode slash The Kiss has changed over the years. Okay. That, that is an excellent segue. Okay. Because I'm going to introduce episode one okay. of That Didn't Age Well. <laughs> um, and that this is a uh, section within our podcast where we are going to talk about and specifically name pieces of either plot points or lines that did not age well in light of um, just the 25 years that have passed. Yes. Okay. Go on. Okay. Please. So when bring, I f- bring me there, <laughs> I, I'm going to let's go on a journey, friends. So when I was 16, 18, whatever, 17, first watching this show mm-hmm. and there is an element to like the first time as a teenager, you kiss a boy. And I don't know if you remember your first kiss. This I was going to ask you about that. So we'll get back to that. We'll get back to that. Um, it's always a little bit like. Is that what's going to happen? Like, you don't, you're not like, oh, we're going to kiss now. Like, mm. it's it's very much like, is it going to happen? Like, when's he going to kiss me? Is he going to kiss me? That sort of thing. Or am, am I going to kiss him? Like, et cetera. So there is this, like, surprise-ish element mm. to it. Like, not, it's not always planned. 
But this is like a, she wasn't, there was no like, this is a kissing moment. Mm -hmm. So it felt okay to do. Like this feels like a bait and switch by Dean. The lack of consent is like so obvious in this. So like when I Even the location. Like like, he's at work. He's at work and it's a grocery store. Mm -hmm. So there's not even anything like romantic or in the moment about you like you said and like he tricks her into it like guess what's behind my hand like yeah and so I remember being like oh that's cute but in in hindsight I look at it and I was like that's really icky yep and there's no consent and it's like yeah I get there like playing into the like your first kiss is always kind of this like exhilarating kind of surprise-ish experience in some ways but like this is it doesn't have to be that surprising (laughs) Like, it doesn't have to be it, it doesn't have literally to be. like a sneak attack. It, this is a sneak attack kiss, which also the thing that I, again, rewatching with like a, a more fine tooth comb. The last time we saw Rory and Dean was at Rory's birthday party after the fact. And he gives her the bracelet and they hold hands. Mm-hmm. We're assuming that was probably maybe a month ish ago because that was October. And maybe this is more like around Thanksgiving because they're doing the Horn of Plenty mm-hmm. and all that. And so the thing I feel like we're missing as an audience is what has happened between Rory and Dean up until this point. Because I think that's the other thing that feels really jarring now as an adult watching this. And again, with it being 2023, is like, have they hung out? But they haven't hung out because we get to, I don't want my first hanging out time to be with my mother right. either. So but like, I mean, have they interacted again like they have on the randomly on the bus? Mm-hmm. Or have she seen him at the store? Like, have there been conversations even? Because when she walks in and he says, nice apron, they kind of like have a little flirty, quippy mm-hmm. kind of thing together. So it does feel like they've probably interacted besides the bracelet. Mm-hmm. But not to the point where it feels like okay, I'm going to go ahead and kiss you, mm-hmm. and that's okay in any kind of world, mm-hmm. necessarily? Oh, it, it, nothing about it is okay, and that's my whole point. <laughs> like, yes. Also, like, I just want to point out, Dean is at work. Right. Like, I, as an adult now, like, I think when my husband and I used to commute together, and if I would, like, I would give him, like, a quick peck before he walked mm-hmm. into his building— but, like, anything more than that, he was like, I'm at work. Like, right. not that I'm, like, trying to, like, do major PDA in the right. street. You're kissing a girl at work? The grocery store where we buy our food. <laughs> like, Ms. Kim's right. That's, no. It's like, yes, he's 16. So the, like, loyalty to a job, I understand, is, like, probably low. But also, it's, like, the smallest grocery store ever. And he works for Taylor. And he works for Taylor. absolutely does not approve of that No. Behavior. And so, yeah. So... All that to say, like, I think that warms up kind of our feelings about the kiss. Do you remember your first kiss? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, tell, tell me and the Pop-Tarts about your first kiss, because uh, I've never heard about it. Well, it's kind of, like, regular, sort of. Oh, okay, because mine is not, which is not shocking to you, probably. <laughs> not at all. So I was 13 or 14. Okay. Um, it was a boy I knew from church youth group. Okay. And we... He, like, asked me to be his, like, girlfriend or whatever. His name was Alex. I went over to his house to watch a movie, and, like, I kind of had a feeling, like, he was going to try to kiss me because it's, like, we're hanging out. We're yeah at his house. Going, and, going out, yeah. Yeah, like, we went to his—he had, like, a hangout area in his basement. Like, that's where their, like, rec room was. And we just, like, sat on the couch and watched—turned on a movie, and then he 
kissed me and yeah then that was that was it was it like a happy memory was it did you did you like it like rory walks away and says to lane oh it was perfect which we'll get to in a second it was was a good kiss (laughs) okay especially because i was like so oh my gosh i was so insecure at 13 i was Uh, insecure i mean who wasn't my awkward face hit me so hard you guys it was so bad for years it was so long and then i had a another boyfriend a few years later from youth group that we went out for like six months and he never kissed me Mm. and so it was like that's just like youth group vibes baby yep i was gonna say that's a whole other podcast (laughs) that might be our patreon our patreon is church trauma trauma, um which is very woven into my first kiss i won't get into all of that my short version of my first kiss was i was 16 like rory my first kiss was i'm trying to figure out how to say this in a short way because it was Big T trauma, all of it. Oh, no. No, 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 not the kiss necessarily. But on your but trauma hats, Leading people. up to the kiss was, it was a steady boyfriend who I had started dating when I was 15. So we had been going out already, like, at least a year probably. And he was not the greatest. No, we don't like him. No, we don't like him. I won't say his name. He had badgered me, basically, about kissing him for a good long time. And I wasn't ready because I just wasn't. And I'm allowed to not be ready. And so finally, like, there was a day when I was like, okay, like, ready to get kissed or have a kiss. And so it's funny that you're saying about first kisses usually aren't like a conversation. For me, they are because... (laughs) Again, not surprising. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't necessarily a surprise. And I think I was the one who kind of not initiated it, but was like, hey, like, I'm ready for this first kiss. So because it was my first kiss and I was an overthinker, and I think it's cute even in Gilmore Girls when she says, like, what, did you do it wrong? And Rory's like, I don't think so. So So we kissed and I immediately freaked out because Mm -hmm. I thought I did it wrong. And I ran, I pushed him away and I ran into my bedroom and started crying. Oh, I just want to give 16 year old, every time you tell me stories about 16 year old Rachel, I want to hug her. And only because I thought I did it wrong. Like it wasn't that the kiss was traumatic in the sense of like it was unwanted or whatever. Um, you just had an insecure Yes, panic. it was like, and because it had been led up to so much, yeah. especially with him because he was icky and whatever. Yeah, so that to me, that's where I'm coming from when I see Rory get kissed like randomly in the grocery store is if I hadn't been kissed and then got kissed and didn't know how to do it, like, I feel like then I'm freaking out in a grocery store. Yeah. Like. Well, she runs away. She, she does. Thank you. Which is a Gilmore Girls thing. Runs away. But also, yeah, like, I think she needs to process it in oh, a way. Absolutely. And like, another segue. Let's talk about her going to lanes mm-hmm. and talking about it. There's so many good. Oh, my gosh. P- p- lines from yes, this. Yes, this whole thing with the. I got kissed. And I and I shoplifted. Mm-hmm. I love that line. It's classic. And then who kissed you? The Lord, Mama. It's so good. <laughs> so good. So good. But what is your take on how Rory processes it? She obviously is excited. Lane's obviously super excited. I mean, that's totally how you would be at sixteen. Yeah. But like you would be like it's her first kiss with a boy that she really likes. Like right. She's mentioned she's interested in him. So yeah. it's not as like. He's not like the random not, guy like, at the grocery store. her, but it's just like, this wasn't how you do it, Dean. This is not no. okay. But yeah. anyway, she's so excited, which I totally get. Like, and I think it that really brings that like 16-year-old girl energy. Lane is coming from the place of like, she's so repressed that I she... Know. Poor Lane. Of course she's going to be excited and live vicariously through Rory because she can't live through her own experience. Right. I also think it's hysterical that the first person 
that finds out about the kiss besides like Rory telling Lane is Mrs. Kim. Oh my gosh. Who's going to be the person who like hates it the most. Yeah. Does it color your view of the okayness of the kiss knowing how I mean, excited Rory it is? Do- it, it, it makes it so I don't have like a an extended visceral reaction to it. Right. But I still am like, this isn't okay. Agreed. And, the, and a big reason is because if this was his like height of problematic. Right. Um, it'd be like, okay, it was in like, the moment, whatever. Be like, yeah, you made a dumb choice. You were 16, whatever. Like every time we talk about Dean so far, <laughs> it's like, that's the weirdest way you could have done yeah. that. Let's move over to kind of the second part of this, which is where Lorelai invites Dean over for movie night. This to me feels like Lorelai is dramatically over responding to like trying to show Rory how cool she is about the fact that she kissed a boy. I am a hundred percent with Rory. That is still her mom inviting the guy she likes over for a movie. It just looks like she set up a date. I like the setup of like, hey, Dean can hang in this dynamic mm-hmm. because we see him coming over and watching Donna Reed and we see him doing other movie nights yeah. and hanging out with them. And so that's kind of a cool intro to that. But you're right. The way this is introduced shouldn't be, oh, hey, like you guys have maybe been talking for mm-hmm. a month. You have not had any kind of. They've as, never been on a date before. Yeah, they've never been on a date. We don't even know what their relationship really is, as I said before. It's pretty intense. And so, yeah, I'm with Rory that she's like, what are you doing? And 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 the, the kind of stuckness of like, well, I'm, we can't uninvite him now because yeah. you've already done it. Yeah. And like, so that's weird. The bind is there and Rory just has to like lean into it and right. deal with it. She's just got to ride the ride. The ride. Mm-hmm. Um, as a complete side note, which is basically our whole podcast, when Lorelai <laughs> says Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, for whatever reason, that sounded so wrong to me. But that's actually what it's called. No, I know. I had to Google it. Maybe because I'm used to the... Isn't the book called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? I think it is. And then also the Johnny Depp version is called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Mm. So in my head, I I don't know. I've like rewritten it as Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So when she says Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, I'm like, is that what it's actually called? I do love that they rent it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a 2000s thing, obviously. Like, they don't own it probably because – VHS were not super cheap. Like, unless you loved, love something, mm-hmm. you probably didn't. Well, and they have tons of VHS. I'm actually surprised that they don't own that one. Yeah, or you tape stuff off TV. And that was the other thing. I was kind of like, you guys don't own it? I love that. I love the junk food, the red vines, and the peanut butter. She just gets I a mean, big jar of peanut butter. And it's $40 worth of junk food. $40 <laughs> worth of junk food in 2000 is like $100 in right? or more in like current 2023 inflation. I've always thought that. I'm like, like, that's a lot of money at a grocery store and she's for like, just it, crap. It costs a lot to slowly rot your insides. It's like, <laughs> yeah, if you buy every and like you look at their spread and I'm like, the two of you are going to like you're how, what? Like yes. I get that they're like playing into it. Yeah. But it's like. Maybe it's just options. They're not going to eat all of it, but it's like, let's it, have options in yeah. case we want a jar of well, peanut butter. And she even says. This was supposed to be a simple night. 
watch movie, eat junk, go to bed feeling sick, end of story. You know what I mean? So they, like, know that this is just going to yeah. destroy their insides. Oh, yeah. But that's just what they do. And I think it's... It's so Gilmore Girls. It's that's so the gr- thing. Gilmore Girls, yeah. Okay, so I want to mention when Lane and Rory are at the Horn of Plenty. Mm-hmm. And Lane talks about Todd mm-hmm. and how Todd has given Lane all of the info on Yes, Dean. what happens to Todd? Todd can't Todd can't hold a conversation in double date to save his life. Yes. And and then all of a sudden in this <laughs> He like knows everything about Dean. He like doesn't even know what show he likes. Right. He yeah, he doesn't even know his like movie. what's on his t-shirt. And then he's like giving her So that was an inconsistency notice obviously. Um I want to talk about a new character. Yes. Is it Taylor? It's Taylor Dozy. <gasps> I know. So this is the first of time we meet Taylor Dozy. Isn't and that the, crazy? Season, or episode seven. And the way, I, I think the reason it feels like, have we not met him before? Yes. Is because he's not introduced in a moment. It's just no, the, the cold open is just him bugging Luke about <laughs> fall decorations. Right. Which this is, a, this is like the first, like, True fall episode. Everything's decorated. This and is the first. Yeah, we in see costume. Stars Hollow like decked out mm-hmm. the way Stars Hollow decks itself out. I just love that we just meet Taylor being pedantic mm-hmm. and driving Luke crazy because the Luke Taylor dynamic plays the whole seven seasons mm-hmm. and it's so good. We just accept him as part of like yes, of course there would be this like obsessive pedantic like finicky man that has influence in the town and is over-involved in, like, what is happening in Stars Hollow. And I do think it's funny that in the intro, we don't even know who he is. Yeah, we don't. Does he even say anything about who he is or what he's associated with? I I don't think at first, but I think he does reference something like... Some society. Some society yeah. or whatever, because he's, yeah. like, the head of every single society yeah. in Stars Hollow. <laughs> And then I think when Rory goes to Dosie's Market, mm-hmm. he's making the, like, Mayflower out of yes, whatever yes. with Dean. So we also then go, oh, okay, he also that's either works who that or is. owns it. Yeah. yeah, that's who that guy is. But, yeah, I liked the Taylor introduction. And, again, Taylor is one of those characters that is so unlikable but lovable. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know how they do this so well because all of the super unlikable characters, like – We've got Michelle, we've got Paris, we've got Taylor, we've got Emily, Mm -hmm. and yet somehow we love them all. Well, it's funny that you say that because it wasn't this episode, but I was watching some Gilmore Girls episode because I basically always am. And Boyfriend walked through and when Taylor was saying something, he's like, man, he's annoying. And like, I didn't even, Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I guess you're right, he is. But because I've watched it so many times and I have the full picture of Taylor it's like no but I liked it and I'm like yeah he is annoying I felt like I had to explain I was like yeah he is but you like him and everybody knows he's annoying (laughs) yeah it's like like, oh Taylor oh Taylor yeah yeah. you just kind of accept it Mm -hmm. um I want to do a quick check-in okay let's check in on the Stars Hollow social calendar this town for being a small town (laughs) has their social budget must be a hundred percent of their tax base (laughs) because there is 
a zillion festivals and only a few of them ever repeat. Like we will get, we'll, we'll have the, Firelight we'll get festival. to the Firelight Festival mm-hmm. and that's really the only one that repeats. Yeah. Because there's like, later we'll, we'll hear about like the Salute to the Quakers Fest and all that stuff. And I, so I think we need to like keep our regular pulse on checking out what's happening in the Star Solo yeah. social calendar. Yeah. There has to be more than one thing a month because. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So, it's probably every two weeks. Um, so this is the Stars Hollow Autumn Festival. Okay. So just keep in mind. Keep it sometime, on the calendar. Put it on your calendar. Sometime before tarts. Thanksgiving. Rory pops over to Luke's during the volunteering at the Horn of Plenty and um, kind of catches up with Lorelai and they talk a little bit. And they mention General Ho- So Lorelai like slyly tries to ask Rory In about the weirdest the way yeah. possible. Like, Which again. Oh my gosh. The weirdest way you could possibly do anything is always how they communicate. Yeah. The General Hospital mention is so funny. And this is obscure pop culture references. Perfect. I love it. With Rachel segment where I find kind of what I think subjectively is the most obscure pop culture reference. Not that General Hospital is obscure. And you know, they have a new Lucky, because the old Lucky went to go play something where he could have a real name, so. So the original Lucky that she's talking about was Jonathan Jackson, who. Like Pacey? No, that's oh. Joshua Jackson. Oh, okay. Easily See, confused. This is why though. Rachel does the obscure Easel- pop culture references, confused. people, because I am an I am a pop culture idiot. Jonathan Jackson was um, apparently lucky for quite a long time. I think he started as a kid, even, and was kind of like a '90s heartthrob, Teen Beat magazine guy. Oh, amen. And so, what I think is funny, as they all were named Jonathan, Jonathan Brandis, rest in peace, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like they were all kind of in that same vein. Anyway, so Jonathan Jackson. And what's funny is two things, is that he then, in my brain, got most famous for being the guy on Boy Meets World who Topanga goes on the date with after Corey has the thing with Lauren, and she kisses him, and that's how she finds out, like, oh, it meant nothing, and I want to be with Corey for the rest of my life, and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, but... Excellent show. What's... Yes. But what's also funny is the fact that he, around this time, went on to be in a movie with Alexis Bledel. Hmm. called Tuck Everlasting. Oh, I've seen that movie, I feel like. It's like a fantasy where basically him and his family find the, like, fountain of youth. And she has... I haven't seen it. It actually, weirdly, now that I'm saying it, is very Twilight, pre-Twilight, minus the vampires. Like, they are immortal because they drank of this fountain. Cool. And Rory, no, Alexis Bledel has to decide if she wants to, like be involved in that and then also drink up the fountain. That sounds good as hell. I'd watch that. Maybe we should watch that and do like... (laughs) Anyway, but I think, again, side note to the side note to the side note is that I love how Lorelai says he went to go play something that could have a real name. And I don't think he goes by Tuck in the movie, but his name is Jesse Tuck, which I just think is funny as it's like, that's not... Jesse Tuck. Well, it's better than Lucky. (laughs) Like, Lucky's a dog's name. And then I think he came back and reprised his role as Lucky, Jonathan Jackson. So, so anyway, that has been Jonathan Jackson Corner, everybody. He's one of those guys, like, if you look him up, you would definitely recognize him if you're from our age bracket, Mm -hmm. but maybe not fully know where he came from. Yeah. And Jonathan Jackson, if you happen to be a Pop-Tart, you are always (laughs) welcome to come on our show. Tell us all about Boy Meets World. Tell us about Talk Everlasting. Tell us about General Hospital. Sounds perfect. And and, and just what it was like to be a heartthrob in the early 90s. Yeah, because I... Definitely, absolutely was obsessed with those magazines. I oh had them my gosh, me too. All. So who is your <gasps> heartthrob? Jonathan Taylor Thomas, 100%. Mm, that's a good I one. I had such a huge crush on him. Like, 
Embarrassingly so. Oh, mine was Taylor Hansen. Like, oh, okay, I, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I was obsessed with Taylor, with Hansen in general. Yeah, but Taylor especially. Yeah, like he was I, a cutie. Oh my gosh, I was like very sure that I was destined to marry Taylor Hansen. Like, I was I had a little bit everywhere about like Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, like I said, to an embarrassing degree that I won't even get into of how much I loved him. Oh, I probably could equal that with with <laughs> Taylor. Like I literally had an entire wall of my bedroom at my dad's house completely covered with pictures of Taylor Hansen that I had cut out. <laughs> like not just like a few, like the entire wall. But that was so 90s. Was like covered. do people still do that? I don't know. Like if And then you... I had InSync posters yep. on my ceiling. Like it was just a whole thing. Yeah. But I love that. That's great. It that, was the that most was, that was what it was like to be a kid in the nineties and two thousands. It was such a nineties girl room. It oh. was so and then at, like at my mom's house I had like inflate neon inflatable furniture. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes of course. Oh my gosh. It was <laughs> like I the 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 late nineties marketing department Made a kill yes. off of me. <laughs> I had like clear plastic everything. Oh, it was it. so bad. Okay, so speaking of boy obsessions a little bit, okay. transitioning. When Dean does come to the house and he looks at Rory's CD player and he picks up the Nick Drake CD. How much does it suck that they use Pink Moon in a Volkswagen commercial? Oh, I know. I think it's so cute that when Rory, like that's such a small little detail that when Rory heard from Lane that he likes Nick Drake, he that put she it out. started to listening to No, I think she started listening to it. Oh. It feels to me, this is how I would be of like, I'm trying to get to know him more. So I'm going to listen to the music that he likes. And I thought that was such a cute little detail. And I want to talk about this. Oh, yes, I know where you're he going. He loves Nick Drake and the sugar plastic. And he like has. And Liz Fair. And Liz Fair. Like he has this really diverse like repertoire of music. Mm-hmm. And he gets pop culture because he knows all of the like, he knows who the actor who plays Willy Wonka is and like the difference between. Right, yeah. And, he, he's like, how much does it suck that they used Pink Moon in a Volkswagen commercial? Mm-hmm, which, mm-hmm. like... I remember that I remember commercial. that commercial. It's a good <laughs> song, and it does make a, like, compelling and charming Volkswagen right. commercial. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's a very... It's very Volkswagen vibes, and yeah. it's very cool, but, like, how much does it suck that they used that in a Volkswagen commercial? Like, he, he has an opinion. Mm-hmm. He has... A pop culture music wheelhouse. And vocabulary. And vocabulary Mm -hmm. to, like, be on Rory's level there. Right. And then we'll talk about what happens later. Yeah. It's like it... It it just goes away. It's like his whole personality just disappears from his brain. Yeah, it's really... And there's a very specific moment in time when it happens. And when we get there, we will will. So that's why we keep pointing out things like that now, because we will throw back to them when we get to that point of like, hey, remember when Dean actually knew what things were Mm -hmm. and like was a match for Rory in those Mm -hmm. aspects. And he didn't have a motorcycle. She's not going on your motorcycle. I don't have a motorcycle. She's not going on your motorcycle. Fine, she's not going on my motorcycle. So like you can tell he obviously wants one, but at that point. But I think, but see, that's a good question. That's a good point because I feel like, does he and he lies about it when he says I don't have a motorcycle? He probably just hadn't bought it yet. That's maybe that's why he was working at Dosi's to save up for. Because he eventually does, because he works on it with Todd. Work, and he has then, the good tools. And then when he <laughs> and it's not that long later. And then he also mentions it to Christopher mm-hmm. when they meet. So I always thought he was lying. That was my take. Was yeah. that he was like, oh no, I don't have a motorcycle. Ha <laughs> ha. And then she's like, she's not going on your motorcycle. Yeah. So let's talk about the talk. 
Yeah. Yes. Let's do. talk about let's the talk. Let's do. What do you What do you have to say? Okay, I'm gonna put on my mom hat, everybody. Mm-hmm. Mom hat time. Mom hat time because I am a mom and uh, she has a hat. For I it. have. I don't wear it often, <laughs> but the mom hat goes on. And what Lorelai has to say is very cool. Like she's being very cool about it. She's being very honest. She's like, sweetheart, the whole town is watching you. This Which is, is true because is we've true. already seen she's that not in this like, episode. She's not like shotgun staring at him. Right. She's like legitimately saying like the whole town, like she's beloved, like you need to be careful. It's her way of saying like we are really close. I'm going to see what you do. I'm going to know like this is important. And I and it's also it's her daughter and it's her first boyfriend. Dean is a problem mm. with how he responds to, to Lorelai because he's like my turn. If you hate me, then I don't have a shot in hell with Rory. Rory has her own mind. Yeah, but you're her best friend, and what you think means everything to her, and you know that. I would tell my daughter, this man is going to be aggressive and harmful. Mm -hmm. Like, it's so clear Mm -hmm. when you look at it, like, as an adult, like... The way he's talking to her is mm-hmm. so... It's disrespectful. It's so disrespectful. And yeah. that's the thing. It's not like... I, I know they're trying to like... Originally when they wrote it, they probably were trying to paint it as like, Dean's cool and he's edgy and he like really cares about Rory so right. he's going to advocate for her. But there's a difference between like being super clear about like, I really care about her. I'm not, I'm not going to hurt her. Right, right. Like, please, I know that you guys are close. And so I really... It's really important to me that you like me. Yes, that's a way to say it. Right. And the way he says it is so disrespectful it that is. it's like, it's and so combative. It's combative and it's gross. Mm-hmm. And it's like, <laughs> it's almost threatening in a way. Yeah, it's, it's like, icky. I didn't it's like that either. so icky. And so my mom hat like goes on and I'm like, that boy would be out of my house. Out yeah, of my house. I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of how he reacts because again, probably on initial viewing, it was like, oh, there's an element of he matches wits with Lorelai in a way but he's 16 Mm -hmm. she's the mom and she's she has a pretty chill conversation with him and then he gets really aggressive yeah and that's icky and somehow just to fast forward for one second somehow Jess standing up for himself is like a problem but Mm -hmm. Dean standing up for himself is like oh okay cool fair Mm -hmm. it's like no, no no I, yeah, Dean's I don't. Bad. Dean's bad, everyone. And this is like, <laughs> just just use this as a case study for like, it's going to get bad and he's going to be icky. and Which is why I think I had the impression that he was lying about the bike. That was, I think, because that whole conversation is like he's coming at it in a way that isn't chill or respectful yeah. or knows his place. I don't know. Also, right. the weird the weird suggestion of boogie nights. Mm-hmm. Again, unless that was a joke, it's like you're going to watch a movie about a porn star with your girlfriend and her mom? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that always strikes me as odd. Again, unless it was a joke. But I'm like, mm, really? It like, seemed like a joke. Of all the movies, Dean? But Mark Wahlberg, though, <laughs> I mean... I'm into that. <laughs> I'm here for that. Um, okay, so we have talked about a lot of, like, Things we didn't like. So what did you like uh, about this episode? Like, what <laughs> makes you laugh? What are some of oh your, gosh, like, yes. pretty hot grab bags? Okay, so... Pretty hot grab bag. Pretty hot grab bag, everybody, is when we kind of just zip through our notes and talk about the random things that didn't fit anywhere else. Uh, Willy Wonka is terrifying. I don't like that movie. I especially don't like that scene in the tunnel that creeps me out. Gene, the, like, acid trip. Ugh, Gene Wilder literally creeps me out because of that movie. <laughs> Not a fan of 
Willy Wonka, especially that one, creeps me out. Like, on a level of, like, visceral, nope, can't watch it, won't watch it, don't like it. It's almost how you, which no one will understand this but you, how you hate E.T. I can't. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Listen, Pop-Tarts, we have to tell you this quick story because it's just, it is emblazoned in my memory. Oh, no. So we went to Universal Studios Orlando, <laughs> Lindsay and I and a couple of other girlfriends. Our co- co-friends. Co-friends. Our co-friends in 2019. And there's an E.T. ride there. And mm-hmm. I had been to Universal a couple of years before, and I like the E.T. ride. It feels because it's old school, and it just felt, like, cozy, and you don't, you know, it's like you're not whipped around. Lindsay was, like, viscerally, adamantly against going I on the ride. I almost cried when we got on the ride. And I was like, well, you don't have to go. And you're like, no, I'll go. No, I'll go. And, like, so, anyway, all that to say, just to give language to, A, all of our listeners why I said E.T. But then also to Lindsay, like, that is my, like, Willy Wonka is my E.T. Mm-hmm. I'm I, like, nope, I nope. Can, nope, I feel it. <laughs> I understand. When you said that, I was like, oh, okay. Uh, like, I mean, come on. The, like, scene when we first meet E.T., he screams in the face of a child in a cornfield. Like, it's just him and a child screaming. I was, like, five when I saw that, and I, like, I went to, and my sister and brother, my older sister and brother were so mean. So they like Aww. found ways to torment me about it. Oh, my favorite so. ET memory is. And my sister is a listener. So yes. Lisa, I love you. I, no, she's not mean anymore. She's not mean anymore, but she will even give you like, she'll, she'll be pretty honest about like, eh, I kind of didn't do that super well. <laughs> I, I think I only saw ET one time and I think my dad, who also is slash was not great. Um, turn it off when like E.T. dies or or is near death. So I like as a child thought he died and was crying. And then like that was it. Like oh I my don't. Gosh. Yeah. It's like it's like the um, Friends episode where Phoebe doesn't watch all of the like I think it's old Yeller or something. Oh, yeah. And she just like thinks that it's over. And then she like <laughs> watches the whole thing and is like, what? Yeah. Like, she had the opposite. her mom turned it off before the yeah, dog Yeah, so I had the opposite. I had it before he like got revived. And so as a child, I was like sad. And then my dad was just like, yeah, it's over. So that's one of my pretty hot grab bags. What do you have? I have a whole other ton of more. Okay. But. So the banter at the beginning um, during the cold open is so funny about the like, I haven't had any clean underwear for three days. So right now under your skirt, you're wearing not underwear. Mom, it's kind of nice actually. Breezy. And then like Rory's like, my mom's not wearing any underwear. And it's just like a whole thing. Yeah. Taylor and Luke like don't even respond to it. Right. So you're like, oh, they just must not have heard it, whatever. And then like, as they're leaving, what? No tip. And he's like, oh yeah, here's a tip. Serve your customers. Here's another. Don't sit on any cold benches. It's so good because it's just witty and it's just, it's so Luke to like be unresponsive to the discomfort of that statement. But to know at the same time what's going on. It's so Luke. It's so good. Uh, You know what? We missed an introduction. We're going to do a segment within a segment. Joe the pizza guy. Oh, yeah. He's not in the show a lot. He is always Joe. Mm-hmm. He randomly shows up. We He consistently, I think, continues to work at the pizza shop. Yeah, he's a consistent <laughs> returning character, but it's like he's like a C. Yeah, but I C do character. love Joe. I yeah. think Joe is so cute mm-hmm. and so fun, and I actually wish we would have gotten more of him, mm-hmm. but we do get his introduction. Why are they all sitting on the floor when they watch the movie? I don't know. They're, they have a couch. That's weird. That seems weird to me. Also, Dean, inconsistency, or we just don't know about it, is he says, I've got sisters. Yeah, how many sisters does he have? We only see the one, obviously, mm-hmm. but there is also a weird 
mention see this is why we know way too much about Gilmore Girls there's a weird mention when he spoiler alert gets married he says that his nephew is going to be the flower nope the ring bearer so it must <laughs> said the flower be, boy like, he must have an older sister that we just never yeah, meet yeah that we like, just never meet he's by the time we 16. meet him a sophomore in high school like they moved from Chicago maybe she went to school in Chicago right she could even be only three years older and be and she maybe didn't move with them yeah and so like, we'll we'll give him that I just always that always sticks out to me he's like I've sisters. got sisters and I'm like you've got Clara you've got one that we but, know of who's younger much again, younger but I love the rants in here. There's a couple different ones. There's the Luke's rant about... Oh, come on. Are you mad at me, too? I mean, a man can't choose whether or not he wants a picture of a fat, stupid bird on his wall. And then they do the, like, callback when he's like... Not going to say you look concerned. Not going to talk about how good you'd look dressed like one of the guys from The Crucible. I just love that they, like, play on that, and he does, like, a mini rant. And then also, this happens a bunch of times just throughout the show, too, is when Lorelai is, like, processing something with Luke, and then all of a sudden she just, like, switches from processing it in a conversation to, like, <laughs> processing it to herself, and he's like... So you passed the need for an actual person to talk to several minutes ago. Oh, yeah, before the gelato stand. You're an amazing woman. Thank you for noticing. She does that multiple times. There's mm-hmm. other places that she does it, too. The monologues and the rants in this show in general are so good, and so that's just a... Yeah. I love it. Oh, another inconsistency. Mm-hmm. Rory goes into the bathroom, which we know later to be the closet. Yeah. How many bathrooms are in that house? Because she's <laughs> so, like, the, I've got the good bathroom. Yes. So at this point in time, there is a bathroom Downstairs. across from front door, mm-hmm. basically. That That's where Rory goes to, quote unquote, wash her face. But that's also a closet? That becomes a closet because that is where she puts the Dean box. Mm-hmm. And like we see it as a closet multiple more times. Mm-hmm. So again inconsistency but speaking of doors and i think i said this last week why do these places have so many doors like there is a side door at the lorelei mm-hmm. house or the the lorelei and rory's house mm-hmm. and also when lorelei goes into dosis mm-hmm. it's like she comes in the back door yeah randomly I mean, so all these buildings have so many doors and oh i want to talk about so when she goes in and out or when she goes in that like random side door that's in their living room yeah like i love this babette and Maury interaction like Dean looks so trapped he's panicked (laughs) he's late and they're like so Dean you like jazz being all in his business because they want to get to know her gentleman friend or whatever when Lorelai comes out Babette is physically squeezing (laughs) Dean's arm to keep him from walking away she's like vulture Vulcan death grip on him <laughs> just like it's not a thing like she knows she's being overbearing and she doesn't care which is the again the cute aspect of this episode mm-hmm. that not only is the kiss like between Rory and Dean and Every, with, it's everywhere everybody knows about it Suki just shows up at the house with dessert because she wants to meet Dean and like kissing at the market gives a whole new meaning to tasting day okay I gotta get back inside and shower yes. like, I love yeah. how inappropriate yeah. Ba- Babette and Miss yeah. Patty are. Yeah. Okay, so you said things I liked. Let's let's circle back to that really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can finish up maybe with some quotes that we liked. But also, I do like when Lorelai goes into the kitchen and kind of leaves them alone mm-hmm. because she sees they're having a moment. And I do, as much as I don't love Dean in this episode or at all, I think this the scene of them sitting on the couch kind it's of looking at cute. each other and she's like, he smells good. That was so reminiscent of like... The whole crush feeling. Yes. Like, that was such a good encapsulation. And they're really sweet together. They are. So it's like there is a level of, like... So I think Dean is the opposite of everyone who's an unlikable character that actually is likable. Dean is supposed to be... Is a likable (laughs) character that's actually really unlikable. And so he's the foil to all of those 
like unlikable characters, but in moments, mm-hmm. especially at first, he is they're so cute together. Right. Even when he goes into her room, like he kind of teases her about the chicken and stuff, but he's not really like a jerk. It's kind no. of cute. He's like, what's in there? And then he kind of, yeah, it's... it's And like the looks he give her and the way they like mm-hmm. kind of laugh and kind of start to melt into each other a little yeah. bit. Like it's really sweet. And the comparison of the kiss at the end. I think the kiss at the end is very sweet. Mm-hmm. And I like how he says thank you because that's kind of a cute little throwback. Like yeah. throwback. That's a yeah. normal kiss. That's yes, a normal that felt kiss. that felt like that should have been the first kiss mm-hmm. of like, hey, we just had this night together. It was fun. We're sitting on the porch. It's just us. Like mm-hmm. cute. Like let's pretend that's their first kiss. Mm-hmm. Get rid of the tasting day. <laughs> I love the end scene where she and uh, Lorelai are in Lorelai's bedroom, mm-hmm. and they just like it's very mother daughter, but it's also like girlfriends. It's like the perfect version of this like best friend mom daughter scenario. It's just adorable. I really like that scene. And it's a good tie to the fact that Lorelai kind of spent a lot of the episode freaking out about not hearing about Mm -hmm. it. And I like that she says, And I know I'm not mad. I just wanted to hear about it. So what were some lines that you liked or that made you laugh out loud? So I love the tirade that Rory goes on when they're getting ready to walk in the market. And she's like, No kissing noises, no stories from my childhood, no referring to Chicago as Chi-Town, no James Dean jokes, no father with a shotgun stares, no Nancy Walker impressions. Oh, come on. The fact that it's not just like, don't be embarrassing, Mom, but like it's the quippiness of like all of the funny ways that she could embarrass her. Or and probably things that Lorelai does. I know, yeah. and that's what's so yeah. funny about it. She's like, no shotgun father. And, and it's all <laughs> stuff that like, Lorelai would do, but not because she's serious, but because she's being like Lorelai, Lorelai yeah. and funny and silly. Yeah. Um, I just love that. T- I love that rant. I yeah. I will die on the hill that the rants <laughs> are the best part of the show. Um, some of mine are. I love. We didn't mention it, but when Lorelai is dealing with the squealing fridge. No, I'm crabby. I'm crabby and useless. I have thought that line in my personal life so many That's times. That's like my mantra. Like, <laughs> I exist as crabby and useless and most I of the time. I also love when Rory comes into the kitchen and she's like, what are you doing in here? And she says something about when he kissed me, I said thank you. And she's like, he kissed you again? What, is he just out of prison or something? <laughs> and then she goes, so wait, he kissed you and you said thank you? Yes. Well, that was very polite. Um, one other weird thing that I that I find strange is when Lorelai says, do you think we can get him to turn around? Mm-hmm. That's kind of creepy. Yeah, it's gross. You're looking at a teenager's butt. Yeah, that's weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it because you're trying to be the friend, but it's like, mm, maybe mm, not. That's a boy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a young boy. Mm-hmm. And like, don't do that, Lorelai. This episode kind of really gives us some insight into the good and the hard of Lorelai and Rory's relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, well, switch gears because I'm freaking out here. So she like <laughs> wants her to be her mom. Right. And also like they act like girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And so it just is. And a lot, there's a lot of times when that really, that muddiness gets really like makes the episode storyline move. Like it, mm-hmm. it it creates the, the conflict. It creates the complexity. And in this episode it does, but it does it in a way that's like, charming and fun um so I like that we get that side of it because I think there's a lot of times where it's like I'm the mom and she plays the mom card and it's like you can't do that right you're you're confusing your daughter and in this this one it's like it makes it confusing because it's like her mom invited her instead of of Lane but it's like it also makes it kind of delightful and fun and very Gilmore so I like that we get a different version of that complexity because I think 
uh, most of the time when we see that complexity, it's not great, but it's just fun to, it's fun to see a well, ver- a well done version of that. Mm-hmm. So we'll tie it up with two short segments, okay. one of which coffee count. Oh my gosh, I did a bad job. It was three. Okay, good. Well, I only have like on uh, Luke's Luke's and then there's a mention of coffee. Yeah, I, I wrote, I, <laughs> so, I two, forget two to do this I until do I get part way through. And so the only time I wrote it down is coffee at Luke's without underwear. That's what I wrote. <laughs> That's what I have everybody. Yeah. So, and then let's tie it with a real bow of the Dino The Dino meter. Ooh. Which is listeners, dear listeners, dear pop tarts, where we rate the problem, problemality, problematic level, problematicness Mm -hmm. of Dean. We did it. Yep. From a scale of one to 10, one being not problematic and 10 being later seasons Dean. Mm-hmm. So what do we at? What do you what do you think? I'm going to give him a five. Yep, I did too. So he's majorly problematic in how he talks to Lorelai and the fact that he like sneak kisses Rory. But <laughs> the kisses. only reason I didn't put him higher is because there are some sweet moments mm-hmm. and he is there is a level of like comfort and tenderness and that that one that last kiss on the porch. And there so there is some like, oh, this is this is good. This is fine. Mm-hmm. So I put him kind of somewhere in the middle. And I think actually we are running out of time and we will have many episodes to talk about Dean. But I think that to me is the tricky thing about Dean is that there are things that are glaringly not great, but then they're put up against things that you're like, oh, it is really sweet that he like put the cushion behind her back. Mm -hmm. And it's really sweet that he says thank you when he kisses her at the end. And like, so it's just a, he's just a confusing character Mm because you almost want to like him or you do want to like him. Mm -hmm. And you're made to believe that you should. Yes. But the reality is he's bad. Right. And I think that is why I have such strong feelings about Dean as a character Mm -hmm. because of that tension. Yeah. We have gone on and this was (laughs) a really intense episode so we are grateful for all of our pop tarts out there we hope that you if you like this podcast we'd love for you to share it like subscribe give us a review share with your friends because we have fun doing this and we'd love to have fun with all of the pop tarts out there yeah and if you want to talk to us uh you can email us at gilmordpodcast at gmail.com or you can hit us up on instagram at gilmordpod those are the places we are or you know, find us in the real world or something. At the library. It's great. <laughs> Say hi to your local... Oh, yes, we're at the library today again. Give a high five to your local librarian. <laughs> For now, we leave you with the wise words of Mrs. Kim. Boys don't like funny, funny girls. girls.